Welcome back to the Institute of World Mission podcast. I'm your host, Alex Ott. As missionaries, we face higher potential to experience difficult moments in our lives, in our ministries. You might be asking, why is that? Do not all people face tragedies, trauma, and problems? In the end, what is so special about missionaries? Well, these are complex questions. You see, being missionaries, we expose ourselves to an expatriate lifestyle, which often means that we are less knowledgeable, less capable to promptly care for urgent security, health, and other needs. We have to depend more on others. As missionaries, and this is very important, we also exist in the middle of a spiritual warfare. No wonder that moments of difficulty are a mark of the trade, so to say. Today, in this episode, you will hear Pastor Clayton Feitosa. Pastor Clayton served in the Middle East as a dedicated and effective minister. He was then forced to return to his home country because of insurmountable health issues. He recently shared a presentation at a Global Adventist Missionary Fellowship. In today's episode, you will hear what he had to say about God, who called us, who is calling us, and the difficult moments we face in the mission field. With that, let's hear from Pastor Clayton. Welcome to the Institute of World Mission Weekly Podcast, a show for Adventist mission enthusiasts striving to live, serve, and witness cross-culturally. Visit us at iwm.adventist.org slash podcast to view this podcast's show notes, links, and previous episodes. Institute of World Mission is your partner in the mission field. This morning, I want to take you to a place in Egypt, a place I visited several times with my family and friends. The last time I was at this place was in 2019 when I took a group of people from my church here to tour the Middle East. It's a special place in the life of Moses, and it's, it's an interesting and special place in the life of the Hebrews, the Israelites. Before we read the text I have for this morning, let me give you a little bit of the background. The Israelites, the Hebrews, they had been slaves for many generations in Egypt. And then one day God shows up, he talks to Moses, Moses goes to Egypt, and they are redeemed. They leave the country of Egypt to go to the promised land, to a land that God had promised to Abraham. They cross the Red Sea in the process, and they march on to Mount Sinai. Mount Sinai was the place that God had met Moses, and it was the place that he asked Moses to bring the people to so they could worship God at Mount Sinai. In this process, after they crossed the Red Sea, they... They sang a song, the song of Moses, and now they move on. And I'd like to read with you or to you the words of Exodus chapter 15. So this is the, the, the text for our morning devotional, Exodus 15, verses 22 and 23. So Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea. Then they went out into the wilderness of shore. And they went three days in the wilderness and found no water. Now when they came to Marah, they could not drink the waters of Marah, for they were bitter. Therefore, the name, the name of it was called Marah. I don't know how many of you have traveled through a desert. I did many times. And if there's one thing you're going to need is water. Lots of water. 
And I'm sure they had supplies. These people in their journey, they had plenty of supplies. But after three days, it's gone. And there is no water. And they are thirsty. Just try to imagine the scene. Thousands and thousands of adults, children running everywhere, animals. The weather is very hot. They are tired of, of walking for three days. They're thirsty. And there is no water. They're desperate. Three days without water. That right away brings an interesting reflection about a misconception that many Christ followers have, which is the idea that if, if we've been redeemed, if I'm a faithful follower of Jesus, if I work for him, even if I, I move my family overseas to serve him as, as missionary, therefore, I'll be on God's priority list. I'll be delivered from the difficulties and trials of this life. You know, maybe some of them in that crowd was, was thinking, you know, God saved us from Egypt. We are his special children. So as we begin our journey, every sharp stone will be removed from our pathway. Every, every need will be met and we'll go through the wilderness with no problems, no difficulties, no, no hardships, no afflictions. See, the moment the Israelites were redeemed and got on the other side of the Red Sea, they were faced with bigger problems than they ever had in the land of Egypt. After all, in Egypt, they didn't work. They didn't worry about where they lived. They didn't have to worry about their food. They didn't worry about water because the men who owned them took care of them. And now they find themselves under different management and different circumstances. And here's another point. They're struggling, but they are not out there in the desert because of some sin in their lives. Nor are they out of the will of God. You see, you see in the story and, and you read the chapters before, you understand that they've been redeemed. They're very much in the will of God. And yet, they went three days thirsty. God had marked their route. The, on the map and, and, and they're following it. This is the route. So when they arrive at the first stop, Imara, this is not a mistake, folks. They're not lost in the wilderness. God knows where they are and the place is Mara. Well, don't miss the point here. They are in Mara because God sent them to Mara. Let me share a personal conviction with you. There is a Mara stop on the map for every child of God. You know, sooner or later, we all come to a place called Mara. Sooner or later, for some, sooner, for others, later. But we all come to Mara thirsty, only to find out that the water is bitter. You know, the Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 12, Beloved, do not think it's strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you, as though some strange thing happened to you. Rejoice to the extent that you partake of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory is revealed, you may also be glad with exceeding joy. In the pathway of every believer, there is a place, a place called Mara. And you know, and Mara comes in different ways. You hear the stories of God's people and you see the different ways in which people come to Mara. Maybe, you know, speaking to you now, Maybe you don't like the place you're serving. In fact, you hate it. You can't stand the people around you. You hate the country. You're counting the days to come home. 
Maybe your marriage isn't that strong at the moment. Nobody knows. But you need to hang in there. You work for the church. You know that your marriage needs to be strong, but you've been struggling with it. Or maybe you like the country where you live. Your family's adjusted. The children are adjusted. Things are going well for the family. But you're struggling to find purpose, to understand why God has put you where you are. You remember the joys of ministry from, you know, the other ministry assignments you had and the other places you lived but there is no joy anymore and in reality you are very discouraged this morning or maybe you know you like the country the assignment is fine your family is adjusted you love your job there's a lot of fulfillment but maybe your health is failing you and fear is growing within you you know covid has messed up your plans your health it has taken the life of a loved one this past year, and the list goes on and on. My most challenging Mara came many years ago. I was only 36. I had just been elected a conference secretary here in, in the States, in my conference now, in the Chesapeake Conference. And the month after I was elected, I was diagnosed with soft tissue sarcoma, cancer in my left um, thigh, in my left leg. Well, this was 10 years ago, so it's been, a, it's been a long journey, a very painful one at times. Since the diagnosis of I've lost my leg, I've, I've lost my place in missions abroad, I've lost countless nights of, of good sleep, but I've never lost sight of the truth that Mara is on the map of every believer. And it's there, not because I'm outside of the will of God, this is something important for you to understand. Mara is not on the map for me because I'm outside of the rule of God. In fact, it could be quite the opposite. I'm facing Mara, I'm facing it because I'm on the path that leads to Sinai, to the mountain of God, to the place where I'm going to meet God. Well, if you feel you are in Mara this morning, I've got good news for you. Well, number one, Mara isn't a subdivision, a place to live. Do you understand this? Mara isn't a place to live. Mara is just a stop on the road. It's a camping ground. Yes, God brings you to Mara, but he won't leave you there. He won't leave you at Mara, but he will bring you there. Why? Well, even after 10 years of, of a long stop at Mara, I, I don't have all the answers, but I believe there are things you learned about God through pain, suffering, and disappointments that you don't learn any other way. But remember this this morning, Mara is a camping ground. It's not your destination. It's like your assignment in the mission field. It's, it's a stop on the journey called life, but it's not your final destination. Number two, when you arrive at Mara, you've got a choice. You can choose to be angry, to complain, to murmur, to make your life miserable, or you can go to God. You know, in verse 24 here in chapter 15 in the story, we see that the people, they murmured, they complained to God. They chose to complain to Moses saying, what shall we drink? That's, that's an option. You can, you can join the people, the Hebrews here and complain, or you can do what Moses did. Verse 25, verse 25 says, so he cried out to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree. When he cast it into the waters, the waters were made sweet. 
There he made a statue and an, an ordinance for them, and there he tested them. See, when you get to experience Mara, you can murmur and go nowhere, or you can go to God and find peace. God showed Moses a tree. That's the, that's the word here for the New King James Version. And it says that Moses cast into the waters, and the waters became sweet. Do you know what is the equivalent of this word tree here in the New Testament? In the Greek translation of the Old Testament, the word for this word tree here is the same word for cross. Isn't that amazing? You see, God could have asked Moses to perform that miracle in a thousand different ways. But I believe there is a prophetic connection here with the cross. Because, in fact, everything in the Old Testament leads to the cross of Jesus. Moses, God is saying, put the piece of tree in the water, and the water will become sweet. What is the lesson here? By the cross, bitterness becomes sweet. We know the verse, Isaiah 53, verse 5, that says, But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was cursed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him, and by his wounds we are healed. Friends, there are a thousand ways to get hurt in this life, but there is only one way to be healed. That's the tree, the cross of Jesus, the faithfulness of Jesus. So as I close, I just want to remind you that the story doesn't end in Mara. The story doesn't end in Mara. Because of the faithfulness of Jesus, and the faithfulness of Jesus is the theme for, for our morning, for our worship today. Because of the faithfulness of Jesus, God leads his people from Mara to Elam. You know, verse 27, then they came to Elam, where, they were, where there were 12 wells of water and 70 palm trees. So they camped there by the waters. Remember this today and in your life. After Mara, God always brings his children to Elam. Sometimes we focus too much or too long on our problems and forget that Elam is on the map. Elam is on the journey of God's children as well, not just Mara. Elam is on the map. Elam is on the journey. So this morning, as, as you hear the story and as I bring the experience of Mara before you and your family, maybe you thought that your stop in Mara was a mistake, a punishment, uh, an accident. No. You know, for many years, I, I wrestled with this. Is my cancer a punishment, an accident, a mistake? W what is this? God brought you there for a purpose. If you find yourself in Mara today, or even if all is well today, but I want you to remember this. If you ever make a stop at Mara one day, God brought you there for a purpose. He brings us to Mara so we can experience the faithfulness of Jesus. I know there are many other lessons we can draw from bitter experiences in life, but I think this one is common to all of us. When we come to Mara, we come to experience the faithfulness of Jesus, the miracle of turning bitter experiences into sweet blessings. Take the piece of wood 
the tree, the cross of Jesus, and mix that with your difficult experiences. Take the cross of Jesus and, and mix that this morning with your challenges. Maybe it's in your family, it's, it's a child, it's your parents, it's your health. Mix the cross of Jesus with your challenges this morning. Mix the, the tree, the cross of Jesus with your fears, with your pains, with your struggles, with your losses, and watch what he will do. He will turn all of that into sweet waters. And then move on to Elam. Don't stay Mara. That is just a stop on the road. That's not your destination. Move on to Elam. There are 70 palm trees and 12 springs of water waiting for you there. I pray this morning that whatever it is that you're facing, or maybe you have someone in your family that is in need of a word of encouragement, maybe someone around you, the people you serve, share this message with them. We don't know why. We all have to go through Mara one day, but we have to. And when you're there, remember the cross of Jesus, the faithfulness of Jesus is all you need to go through that experience and to take you to a better place, to Elam, where there are 70 palms of trees and 12 springs of water waiting for us. God bless you. Amen. Special thanks to Pastor Clayton Feitosa for sharing his heart in this presentation. To conclude, if you haven't been to the IWM website recently, please do visit us at iwm.adventist.org. Again, iwm.adventist.org. Every week we publish a new podcast episode right there. We regularly add to our blog and our video libraries. Besides, there you can find all about our upcoming live events that we call webinars. All this is done with you, the Adventist missionary in mind. Make us your trusted partner. The basic step to take? Subscribe to our newsletter, podcast updates or blog updates. You will see chances to do that all over the website. We invite you to be part of the Adventist missionary community. My name is Alex Ott and I'm looking forward to seeing you next week. <music>